Hello, and welcome to the Harvard Kennedy School Policy Cast. I'm your host, Matt Cadwallader, and today we're speaking with Prime Minister Stoltenberg of Norway. Prime Minister, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. So Norway has so far avoided the oil curse mm. by creating a sovereign wealth fund of $750 billion so far, um, of which you, the government can only take a certain amount, 4% mm. uh, each year. Um, but even then, the uh, economic growth in Norway is, is 35% of it has come from the growth of that fund and from the oil industry. Mm. Um, how does Norway avoid the reliance on oil while that fund continues to inflate? The, the main way to not be too dependent on oil is to separate the earnings of oil revenues from the spending of oil revenues. And uh, that's the main purpose of the uh, pension fund or the sovereign wealth fund. Uh, all the oil and gas revenues goes into the fund, and what we spend is only the financial return, the expected real return from the fund. So in that sense, we spend zero oil and gas uh, money in the Norwegian economy. What we spend is, yeah, is the financial return uh, of the installments in the fund. Uh, and also, that means that the fund can last forever in a, in a way, because we only spend the real return. So far, this has worked quite well. Uh, but at the, at the same time, of course, we are, our economy is also very much influenced by the oil and gas uh, activities, not only by through the revenues, but also through the investments, the activities at the continental shelf. And, uh, and uh, that makes us, of course, vulnerable to uh, uh, fall in the oil price, reduced activities at the Norwegian continental shelf. And uh, the best way of trying to reduce that vulnerability is to uh, also develop other industries in Norway. So we have several legs to rely on, uh, not only the oil and gas uh, supply industry. So your uh, political opponents, the conservatives, have been trying to uh, reduce the wealth tax in Norway to try and spur industries, uh, alternative in industries. Uh, is there another approach that should be taken? First of all, it remains a bit to see what a new government will do, because uh, now Norway is going to have a new government, but there are four parties that are negotiating. So what is going, what, what's going to happen with the wealth tax is too early to say. But Norway have had quite strong growth also in the non-oil sector during the last years. We have had uh, uh, very high growth in employment in private sector. Uh, it's the highest employment. Uh, there have never been more employed people in Norway than today. And uh, most of the increase in employment has been in private companies, private sector, private industry, also outside the oil and gas uh, sector. So. So I think that the best thing we can do uh, to also stimulate non-oil industries is partly to be responsible when it comes to the spending of oil revenues and partly to invest in education, infrastructure, uh, research to create a better competitive framework for uh, the whole Norwegian economy. Now, you've also been responsible for a uh, socially responsible uh, way of using your oil reserves. Mm. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and how you see that going into the future? Do you think that's something that's going to be maintained? I'm sure it's going to be maintained. And we have introduced ethical guidelines for the investments of the pension uh, uh, fund. And, uh, and they are uh, followed and implemented. 
and uh, and we also have a, a special mechanism that if there are any complaints uh, related to any of the companies we have invested in, there is a special council, advisory council, which gives then advice to the government whether we shall uh, uh, sell out uh, or sell the equities, uh, the shares in this company, or whether we shall remain uh, an owner. But but for instance at the as an owner, raise uh, questions related to, for instance, human rights, uh, environment, and so on, because we are eager to have very clear ethical human rights uh, uh, environmental guidelines for our investments in many different countries around in the world. Now, would you have any advice for other countries that have experienced the oil curse, many of them uh, oil-rich, um, but without other industries to support them? Again, I think the most important thing is to separate earnings from spending because oil and gas revenues are characterized partly by that they are fluctuating. So if you if you if your spending is going up and down with uh, uh, fluctuations in oil prices, of course you sometimes spend too much and other times you spend too little. So the spending has to be much more stable than the earnings. Uh, and second, uh, the key is that. Even with oil and gas revenues, the most important resource in any economy is the workforce. So to keep up uh, work participation, to make sure that many people can work, uh, to not spend too much money on different kind of cash allowances, uh, making it less uh, profitable to work. Uh, everything that can stimulate people to work is a key also to to, to, to avoid the oil curse. Well, Mr. Prime Minister, thank you so much for being on PolicyCast. Thank you. You've been listening to HKS PolicyCast, a production of Harvard Kennedy School. Hear more interviews at hks.harvard.edu policycast. And join the conversation on Twitter at hashtag policycast. Mm-hmm.